Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. Today on our special Sunday edition, recording Saturday night, we're going to release it on Sunday. I am uh, thankfully, um, mercifully, joined by my good friend and our frequent Axiom News Network uh, co-host and guest for our podcast, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm not doing too bad. I'm surviving. Not too, not too bad. That's great. So since we... That's right. Well, yeah, I thank goodness. Uh, you know, I haven't. We're obviously having you on the show today because we wanted to do a couple extra podcasts or at least an extra podcast this week because of the coronavirus. There's so, um, you know, people are at home. They don't have, you know, they they're looking for stuff to do. We just wanted to be able to provide a little more con- a little more content for them. And then, of course, it's just nice for you and I to be able to catch up a little bit. Um, so that's why we're here. We got the the coronavirus going on. Though apparently the world is coming to an end. Uh, we haven't really spoken on the phone or on Skype since this all kind of started. Started to really transpire. How are you? Uh, how are you handling this? What's your life been like, and how how have you been affected by this? Not much. It's not not much has really changed too much for me. I mean, gosh, this past week, uh, work wise, ended up going at least through April third. We're working from home, so that's a big change. Uh, yeah. So you know, doing that, trying to self isolate there, but you know, it's just setting and Right. So normally you work in a a giant, uh, you work for a big corporation, you work in a a giant building. And so now you're no longer going into work every day. That's a work from home every day. So it's funny because when we worked at CIC together, we always wanted more work from home days. And now that uh, we actually have the opportunity, we don't want that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting it probably not for the reasons we wanted it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, obviously, that's been a big adjustment for you. How are you feeling about all this? Are you, I mean, this is, these are unprecedented times we're dealing with here. Um, I mean, you know, I'm trying to keep my hopes up with it all, uh, trying to stay sane with it. Right. Um, uh, I'm trying to stay away from Twitter. Yeah. I feel like that's what's uh, just going to be the shit show of it all for the next month or two at least yeah i don't have any i don't have any problem with right i don't have a problem with people being informed and staying up to date on everything but if all you're doing during this time is consuming coronavirus news that's it's just gonna mess with your head it's gonna drive you crazy and i I am seeing and i am seeing a lot of people who are feeling stir crazy and a little and a little nuts like that um, how have you, I've been doing a lot of things I've been, uh, to try and stay sane. Of course I'm on Twitter a lot because I'm f- covering the news and doing all that, but I'm just, I, I've been throwing a, I've been throwing a rubber baseball, a bouncy race, baseball against the wall back and forth to myself. Um, getting outside, doing that, going for walks, um, things like that. Are you doing like what, what kind of coping mechanisms are you using to, to survive other than binge watching Westworld? <laughs> Nice. Uh, That's why we're here doing this. <laughs> That's why we're here doing this. Yeah. Creating more content for people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are the main things I've been trying to do. I'm just, you know, it's a trying to, I've been trying to get outside as much as I can. It's just, you know, tough when 
half the shit you want to do is shut down, you know? Right. I was, uh, I was really in the groove. I was really moving when it came to working out. I was going to the gym a lot, and then they, they shut down every gym in the state, and there's a bunch of states that have done that now, and... Yeah, and, and of course, here in Cincinnati, we're just getting complete dog shit weather every single day. If you see the sun at all, you know you just got to like put on your gym shoes and get outside. Well, Jesus, what? Like, Wednesday, Thursday, and like half of Friday, it was raining? Yeah, and then, like yeah, and then we had like one day that was nice. And yeah. I think it might have been yesterday, actually, or I think it was yesterday. Um, and then like, It was like very early yesterday morning. It was raining like no other. Yeah. Like, Yeah, yeah, and it got real nice. It was like it was like close. It was like seventy and sunny, and then today we wake up and it's like thirty degrees is the high. So we're back to yeah. inside. Um, I wanted, and I think it's great. Uh, one of the, you know, I think getting outside, exercising. Um, I think calling friends and talking to friends like we're doing right now, I think is a is a big uh, way to to cope because because yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel very isolated and very alone. This could be, I'm sure, if you you know, this is, could be a very lonely time for ever for ever anyone. Um, so I think talking to friends and stuff like that is good. Uh, binge watching everything, I think, is also the the medication for a lot of people. I've been just t- ripping through Parks and Rec with Sarah. A lot of Ron Swanson action. I, 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 I had some friends and coworkers who uh, I think they've caught up on like their entire Netflix queue. Really? And That's insane. Like, trying to find other, sh- other stuff they want to watch. I've been watching Ozark, too. They just, they've got nothing now. Yeah. For sure, that, I said I've been watching Ozark, uh, the Netflix show. Have you ever seen that? I haven't gotten to watching that yet, dude. It's so good uh, with Jason Bateman, and it's it's basically like a modern uh, midwestern version of Breaking Bad. Oh. It's got a it's got a very it's got a very strong yeah, Breaking like, Bad vibe. Well, if it's anything like Breaking Bad, I better watch it because I love that. So yeah, it's not quite as good as Breaking Bad, but which of course is. You know that, that's understandable. Breaking Bad is one of the best shows yeah. of all time. Yeah, nothing in that genre is going to be anywhere near Breaking Bad. Right, but it is. I'm telling you, it's the closest thing you can get to Breaking Bad, and it's it, it's very different uh, in a, in a way as well. So I think it's kind of refreshing. Uh, but I highly recommend it, especially now that we're all quarantined and the third season comes out in like two weeks or something. So that's so that's good timing. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to check that out. But you said you've been uh, binge watching Westworld, right? So uh, where where are you in in that? And I'm assuming you are, are a big advocate for that show. Um, it, it's I I just got done watching season one. This is my first time through, Ooh. so I'm trying to get it all binge like caught up and ready to watch season three. And it's I mean it's confusing to me. Yeah, it is confusing. Personally. It is it is a confusing show. Yeah, because I've been trying to watch a. Well, I've been trying to watch Atlantic City on there on HBO. Um, like the, during Pro, or no, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. Oh Empire. yeah, that's, what it is. that's a great show. Uh, and then what's the one? It, like set in like the eighteen hundreds. Mm, Deadwood. 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 Yeah. Wow. Those are some yeah. good. Those are some. Those are some good shows. Yeah. I love Westworld. I think. 
the it's uh, the newest the new season the first episode of the new season was fantastic highly recommend it's a lot different because um you know for those of you who don't know or um just even you know for those of you who do obviously westworld takes place in kind of a theme park that has been designed in the future and and you you have humans paying to go to the theme, to the quote unquote theme park if you will it's basically like the wild wild west and there are you know AI robots essentially walking around the, uh, the 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 amusement park, and you can pretty much do whatever you want with them, and that's like all of the experience. And the first two seasons basically take place in that park, and the third season, well, there's only one episode out, but it takes place outside of the park for the first time. Um, so it's nice to see kind of what the world is like, and it's just a it looks like it's going to be a very modern, very futuristic, um, interesting. Uh, season and uh, the main character is still in it and uh the, you've been introduced to a new character i know you, and you you watch the show the newsroom right yeah you know yeah. you know jim from the newsroom he's like dating um, maggie <coughs> i'm trying to remember i'm trying to I, i'm trying to remember the face but yeah i, I know who you're talking about yeah he worked for, he like worked for mckenzie and like they came to the newsroom together and he, he and maggie were a thing he is in the new season of westworld so that's so, so that's kind of interesting and new and uh but it just looks like it's going to be super like the first episode was super badass lots of violence lots of futuristic stuff aaron paul from breaking bad is in the new season is it? yeah i saw that that's i'm so hyped to watch that once i get to it so it's, yeah exactly so that's going to be great so i highly you obviously you're doing it already but i highly recommend everyone watch westworld it's a great show super futuristic and lots of violence and mystery and uh, lots of technological um, kind of phil- philosophical questions and things like that because I do think we will get to a time, maybe even in our lifetime, where you are seeing robots uh, that are, have the artificial intelligence and, and, and the sophistication of the types of um, th- you know robots you're seeing on Westworld. So uh, I think it's a nice, um, a nice kind of potential look into the future. It, it's obviously extremely entertaining. Well, it'll be interesting to see on that thread too. I think even, gosh, if we ever get before I move on here, if we ever even get to like a singularity or something, where basically the human, like we can transfer, you know, human consciousness into a robot or something like that. Right. You're 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 maybe kind of on your deathbed, and then you take your consciousness and put it into a robot. Yeah. That's because I, I know there's like a, a, a blanking on the. Uh, I just saw. A, like an advertisement for it earlier today on YouTube. Like there's some, it's either Hulu or Amazon hmm. is coming out with a new show that effectively is like that same thing that you can like transfer all of your uh, memories. Interesting. Like this digital database. So you won't, so like your loved ones can remember you forever or something. Yeah. Uh, it's not humans, is it? What? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm just Googling and trying to figure out what that show could be. It doesn't matter. Do you watch the Mar- the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel at all? Um, I've been watching it here and there. Um, I know you've been trying to get me to watch that for like forever. Oh yeah, I I, I, I push everyone and I push everyone to watch that. It's so good, man. I'm, I'm surprised when I, I'm surprised if you have seen an episode that you can't uh, that you're not just immediately hooked because I think it's great. I think it's hilarious, yeah. but you know everyone has well, I, different senses of humor. I like I like it. It's just I haven't <laughs> up until like the last week. I've just been so busy with work. I didn't have the time. Yeah. To do it. One hundred percent. So. Yeah, man, that happens for sure. Are you trying to look up that show? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing me try to look up this show right now, and I I'm trying to figure out when it uh what it is. 
matter. So you know what I? Yeah, it does. Yeah, again, yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. So I, one of the, I think there's a lot of with the coronavirus. I think there's a lot of things that are, we're obviously making radical adjustments to our lives. And some of them are temporary, but I think some of them are going to be more, more permanent. And one of the things, one of the uh, kind of changes that I thought was most interesting was this weekend, every single, you know, you know we're, you're a big TV and movie buff. I'm a big TV and movie buff. And you go to the movies even a lot. I go to the movies a lot. You go even more than I do. And one of the things that they implemented this weekend was that every movie that was in the movie, like scheduled to be in the movie theaters this weekend, they then have, uh, released early for video on demand. So basically... Yesterday, in, in 2019, and, um, er, like early 2020 so far, they're uh, early releasing the streaming. Yep. So there was literally like, streaming. yeah. So the movie The Hunt, where you have like, uh, like they're hunting humans. Yeah. Uh, like that got released out. Yeah. So it came out. It was supposed to, you know, it was slated for theater release yesterday, Friday, yesterday, or I guess maybe Thursday night. A week ago. A week ago. Oh, is that what it was? I, I, I think it was supposed to come out on Friday the 13th. Oh yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, That's right. So. Right. Yep. You're right. So, so as soon as they made it, so you really can't go to movie theaters. They released at least in Ohio. I, I'm assuming it's nationally, but uh, they released it um, early. So then the movies that were supposed to be in the theaters, instead of you going to the movie theater, you can actually just watch it o- online at, from home. And and I actually I downloaded the the hunt last night and watched it. It was um, a very you know slasher film kind of basically. Of uh, yeah. Basically, uh, what's it, Dennis from? Always Sunny was in it, so that was kind of funny. If, if you're an, if you're an Always Sunny fan, and uh, but but I, I and I just think that's a model that could be much more permanent than uh, some of the other changes we made uh, recently. I think that I think I've been call, I've been saying for years that movies should make it an option where the day a movie is released in theaters, you can also download it at home. Because so many times, like the new Avengers movie or something, or the new Star Wars movie comes out, and it's like, well, I want to see that movie really badly, um, but I don't want to have to go deal with everyone. You know, I don't want to have to wait in line. I don't want to have to drive there. I don't want to sit there. It's crowded. It could be sold out. You know, you know I, I, or I'm just lazy and don't want to have to deal with anything. And I just want to be able to turn on my Apple TV and click play. Um, I think that's something that's going to... It'll be interesting to see how uh, much profit those movies generated from those online sales this weekend, because if these if these uh, studios are making a shit ton of money by releasing those movies direct to video on demand, I think they could move to. Uh, I think eventually they will move to a model where that's what they're doing. Uh, but I think it could happen sooner than later now because of this uh, change. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very possible. I think we could see it if the studios can make as much money or more by releasing it early. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't do it. I, it's going to kill jobs in the in the you know actual theaters, but I don't know that the studios are going to care because those are separate entities. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. 
So how are, how closely have you been following the uh, the coronavirus uh, scandal? I've obviously been doing it extremely closely because of the podcasting and, and the website, but I'm curious, someone who has a full-time uh, job not related to following it, I'm curious like how closely you've been following it, what you know about it, um, things like that. Spread into the United States. I was not following it as much when it was like over um, internet, just international. Of course. Um, but I've been, but I've been following it a lot in like the last week and a half to two weeks with everything. Um, a lot of what I've been paying attention to with it is all the economic stuff coming out of it. You know, yeah. Stuff we're going to do from that perspective. Let's talk about um, that. So what do you, this is looking like it's pretty, I mean, it's obviously pretty detrimental to our economy. Um, do you think that quarantining and shutting everything down and having that impact on our economy is the right call? What do you expect the economy to bounce back? Let's just talk, let's just go through that. Because I have some thoughts too, so. I, economically, I think it, it, it's going to hit, it's going to hit us. It's going to impact us. Is it going to be like 2008? It could be economically in the short term. You know, a lot of people I pay attention to, like economists and everybody, and I agree with them, um, say that like it could be in the short term, it could be as bad if not worse than 2008, mm-hmm. at least from the stock market perspective. Right. I mean, aren't we already... I saw we had, the, the as far as our last week uh, is concerned, we had the worst week stock market-wise since 2008. So we're kind of already there. We're already at that level. Well, yeah. So from a stock market perspective, we had the worst week yeah, since 2008, the 07-08 crisis. Volatility index levels are well above um, stock of what like stock market volatility levels were at that time as well. Um, I think week and a half ago to two weeks ago, we, I want to say around Wednesday the 11th, um, around that time, we closed having lost about 85% of all the gains that Trump had made during his presidency in the market. Right. And then this week, we finally lost everything. Yeah. And of course, those aren't just Trump's gains and losses. They're everyone who has stock. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you there? became president. Yes. Yes, that's true. Very no. true. So, I guess I should clarify it that way. It's everything plus yeah. all, all of that. And so, do I, so, from that perspective, it looks ugly. It is going to look ugly because it's... People are panic selling. Of course. I think they rightly should. I think there's some stuff that either inconsistent messages, messaging, slow messaging, slow to deal with anything, and slow to roll things out. You're speaking from the administration standpoint. Um, or what do you like? I assume. I don't know. Um, yeah, from an administration standpoint and a gotcha. professional standpoint, I think there's some stuff that's been slow to just do some stuff right it is it is the is the government so it's not surprising that they're inefficient and slow but you don't you're not recommending to people necessarily to sell off right now are you um 
Because I doubt Warren Buffett is selling a lot of stock right now. I, I, for the, well, I take it from two perspectives. People who are our age, who are like in their 20s to maybe early to mid 30s, I, you know, we can make up any losses that we're making in this last month easily. I mean, we've got the time horizon to make it up. Yeah. Um, for the people who are retired, who, you know, might need the capital now, I think it's time you, maybe you need to go to your financial advisor and, you know, see, do I need to do it? Yeah. Or you maybe probably should have done that like a month ago or like yeah, three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe do it like the four senators. Right. Oh, I got yeah. The senator, the four senators who found out about the coronavirus through their government positions and then sold off stocks, making millions. Pretty, pretty, pretty sketchy stuff there. Yeah, but um, I'm just asking because I would assume I I do think, and you might have a different uh, opinion on this. I do think that the stock market, the economy overall, will bounce back pretty aggressively, but not until we figure out how to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Um, do you not agree that it can bounce back quickly? Because I, I don't. Because the reason I think it's going to come back uh, is because I do believe that there is not re- truly a underlying economic issue here. It's more of a uh, an issue. Of, it's an issue with the virus. It's a medical issue, and once we you know, the, the economy was doing great or, you know, very well until uh, we had this issue. So I don't see any reason to believe that it won't bounce back as long as we don't wait too long to ramp up, ramp back up uh, economic production. What are your thoughts? Fundamentally, I, f- fundamentally, I think it'll, it'll kick back up. Mm-hmm. No, do I think it's going to be like an overnight or like a one month thing? Like it's kicked downwards. Right. No. I think it'll be, you know, we're going to have to sit here and see, well, like, let's say at the end of April, we get everything figured out mm-hmm. and get enough stimulus back into the economy that's all survived. It might be that it takes six months to fully get back to where it is. Absolutely. I could um, see that for sure. But I, I think the real, because um, I know some people are saying, well, oh, it could be like, oh, wait, it's not going to be 2008. 2008 was a huge structural issue in the economy and even to some extent a legislative issue I think yeah. in the economy that screwed us over for I mean it took a year and a half to get 18 months about to get back to where anywhere near it was and it's taken us even past that to somewhat look still to an extent right you had banks giving out loans to people who couldn't pay them and you had people buying houses they couldn't afford and you had the government allowing it all to happen there were definitely more like you said structural underlying economic issues that really hurt us uh, across the board and it doesn't seem to me like we're really dealing with that right now it's more we got to figure out how the hell to stop the spread of this virus yeah Yeah, how fucking annoying is that, man? Yeah, that's just just dumb. I mean, I'm sure people have seen all the videos of yeah. spring breakers down there being like, oh, well, we don't care. We're 20-something years old. If I get it, I get it. I'm still going to party. Yeah, but um, so I, I, I think we'll bounce back. I think underlying the underlying stuff right now, structurally, economically, we are not going to be as bad. 
But the problem I see is that if we don't roll out economic packages to help the American consumer, mm-hmm. if we don't, if we don't figure out ways to help at least some key, um, you know, economic industries, like make sure we get the, you know, stable at least stabilized grocery stores, staples like that. Do you do you think gro- do you think grocery stores are struggling? Because I feel like places like Kroger and and uh, Target and Walmart, I feel like they're selling cra- hotter than they're you know they're selling like it's Christmas every day. No, I, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll be bad. I mean, right right now, what's tough with them is that I was, I'm sure everybody's seen it's all the panic buying. Mm-hmm, right. They can't. They, the supply chains are fine. They just can't keep up with current demand. Right. Due to panic buying. That doesn't mean they're struggling economically though. It's yeah, kind no, of no, quite no. the opposite, I would say. They, they just can't keep up with demand on the shelves. Right. So they're having to adjust accordingly. And that's because people are panic buying and freaking out. Yeah. How much toilet paper do you have right now, Andy? <laughs> well, I, I I have enough to probably last a couple more weeks. Um, that's good. We'll see. Yeah. But um, I, I think where it could get bad is what, as at least us in Ohio have seen, in the last week, um, you know, we've seen all fitness centers closed down. We've seen uh, like all fitness centers, cinemas, everything like that shut down. All any other small businesses that basically don't have to remain open are shut down, at least for in person stuff. Like, you can still online shop and deliver from them, right? Or you can still, um, like with restaurants here, you can still online order takeout. But um, where where I see it could be bad is if consumers one if the layoffs continue to happen. And early economic data, at least from February, I think even early March, is coming up soon. Unemployment, um, like last week, unemployment numbers uh, claims numbers that's going to be coming out soon. So we'll see how those look. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, they're they're going to look pretty damn bad. They're going to they're gonna look bad, but it could be, if we don't watch it, it could start to become a lot worse if it doesn't happen because of all the drastic measure, measures we're taking. Right. Uh, so where, where it could be is all those small businesses, all the ancillary businesses that don't have, you know, that like aren't healthcare related and aren't grocery store, consumer staple type businesses if they have to make layoffs and we don't have enough consumer demand coming in and liquidity coming into the market into markets to continue um, to continue to keep up businesses and keep them afloat and not cause liquidity issues and um, layoffs right so we're, already seeing, we're already starting to see that in the United States and I, I know a lot of businesses and I know they're starting to, you know, the federal government is starting to roll out a lot of small business association loans and everything like that to help keep businesses going so we don't have to lay off right. people. And I know there's been a lot of people, uh, Mitt Romney, I know, was one of the first in, that's currently in the government that I saw at least to propose this, like a, send like a thousand or two thousand dollar check. Yeah. Uh, a couple of them to pe- people to just carry over to consumers. Right. Which I don't think is at least in the short term is not a bad idea. Um, 
let's let's talk about those eight packages. So I don't know how much how closely you've been following that. They've passed, I believe the uh, they've passed um, one. The family first act or whatever. Right, was left, which is which which, was, it's like it's just like kind of like financial. It, it's like sick paid. It's like paid sick leave to people yeah, who are being impacted by this. Yeah, and it's something like, and then there's like I think a couple months of like some kind of family leave as well. So that's more for people who are like directly being impacted. That's a short. That was like a fifty billion dollar plan, I believe. Um, and then now they're they're in Congress is working on a uh, another uh, option, another aid package where it is kind of where what, what you discuss where it's. I think right now they're looking at two, uh, two different, two separate payments of twelve hundred dollars per person. If you're under, what's up? I've seen it raise. I, I think I've seen it raise anywhere between six hundred to twelve hundred if you're an adult, and like another five hundred bucks. I think it's either for old kids or per child that you have. I believe it's per child. The uh, yes, the, so the number ranges between six hundred and twelve hundred is at least what they're discussing. It's dependent upon the salary you make from your twenty eighteen tax return, which there are a lot of flaws with that process because you could have made a hundred. You know, so basically, if you are under seventy five grand a year salary, excuse me, as an individual person, you'll get the twelve hundred, and then. Between seventy five thousand and ninety nine thousand a year, your number, your twelve hundred number, starts to slowly decrease as your income increases. So if you're at the ninety nine thousand threshold, you're going to be getting the six hundred. If you're at seventy four thousand, you're going to be getting the twelve hundred. And then if you're above ninety nine thousand, you know six figures or higher, you're not going to get any aid. That's what they're looking at right now. And then recently, yesterday, what they just passed too was they passed the uh, IRS extended mm-hmm. tax filings deadlines to July fifteenth which will help um, administration and Department of Education are trying to get student loan, at least interests, interests uh, yeah. payments on it frozen for the time being. So um, you think those are some good decisions, right? Or how, you think they'll be beneficial? I, 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 think, I think it'll be beneficial. How beneficial, I don't know, but I think it'll be, it'll be good. Right. It'll, it'll at least it'll, it, they're at least a stopgap. Right. Twelve hundred. Right. Twelve. Right. Those twelve hundred dollar payments. Let's say you do one for April, one for May. That's twelve hundred dollars a month. That's not. You know, for a lot of cases, that's not going to. That's not going to reach up. That's not going to hit your. It's not going to replace your income. It's not in a lot of situations. Yeah. But it's. St- but it still is substantial it, money. It, yeah. And I, I, I think it's. I think it's. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Well, do I think it's going to be the be all and all savior of it all? No, but it's at least something good. It's at least a good first start. Yeah, I think for for those two months for April and May, if you can get every American twelve hundred dollars, I think that could be at least enough to hopefully hold them over for those two months because uh, we've been discussing this shutdown. And my next question is: Do you think shutting everything down, closing down the economy, is the right call? And at what point do you think we're going to basically have to ramp everything back up to get things going? Because right now, California, New York, Illinois. Connecticut, Oregon are all in shelter in place states. So you cannot go out of where you, you cannot leave your home unless you're an essential worker, like a doctor or a nurse or someone who's working at a grocery store. So the economies are essentially shut down. Do you think that was the right call to shut these, these states down? And do you think, and, and you know, when do you think we're going to st- start to ramp up the, you know, the, the economy again? Good move, because especially 
especially like California and New York, they're so populous. Mm. Even Illinois, with having Chicago be another huge city, things that's so populous and a huge uh, economic city to us, I think it is. It is um, a good thing. I, I think it was a great call to do because they have, they have. There's some of the states that have taken the brunt, if I remember my numbers correctly. At least New York and California. Oh yeah. Have. Yeah, the states that have taken the brunt of the cases. It's like uh, New York, California, and Washington are the top three as far as infections and deaths. Yeah, so I, I think it's the right thing to do. Um, well, I definitely. I was just gonna say, I definitely think, I definitely think, based on anecdotal evidence, that shutting things down is the right call. Um, I just want to read you these numbers real quick. So Louisiana, so Ohio is one of the states that has not really been impacted that severely like a New York or a California, but we have implemented probably the most drastic strict measures outside of the New York, California, yeah. Illinois states. Well, and, and I, will, I will say that. I will say this. I, I do. I, I think it was, I think, I, I don't know how much this could play into it, but I think this is something that I, I do praise to wine. Uh, having done mm, shut it, shutting everything I, down I do praise him having stepped up in um, you know starting to get some of this stuff get ahead of it and say listen we need to do this stuff we need to get it done because I think if if we hadn't done that who knows I, I mean who knows how bad it could be right um, let's, like right now or even before it of course going down the so I, I do I do think it was a, a good idea for him to get out ahead of this because I think possibilities you don't get out ahead of it it's just gonna get so much worse right so I, I want to we're already seeing in like Italy and other states of course absolutely Italy Italy's getting absolutely obliterated they just had their their hot their you know highest increase in Yes. It, yeah. 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 Number of deaths in Italy yesterday in a 24-hour period was pushing 800, uh, seven, high 700s, and that was their highest increase in in deaths in a 24-hour period. And so they're still they have not plateaued yet. So I think they have some separate issues just based on their culture and their the age populations and things like that. Uh, but I do think shutting things down early and effectively is a big um, a big a big help and a big benefit to the the people of those states that are implementing those policies. Listen to this, Andy. Louisiana and the state of Ohio, where we live, they both had their first reported case of coronavirus on the same day, March 9th. Now, Ohio has 11.7 million people and Louisiana has 4.6 million people. So Ohio is clearly a much bigger, you know, a much bigger state, more than, you know, almost uh, three times as big as Louisiana. But Louisiana has 537 coronavirus cases, while Ohio has 169. And Louisiana has 16 deaths, while Ohio only has three deaths. And Louisiana, I believe, is the fifth state as far as um, deaths after in cases after Chicago, or I should say Illinois, California, New York, and uh, Washington. So Louisiana did not shut everything down, did not take as drastic measures as Ohio, and Louisiana is doing a lot worse than Ohio. So I have to think, while we are seeing these these very really, 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 really bad economic numbers out the gate, I have to think that it was the right call to shut this down and uh, and hope that we can uh, flatten the curve of the uh, of the um, 
of the bell curve for our uh, for the cases and 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 uh, deaths, and hope that we get ahead of this and, and provide enough time for our medical care professionals to really be able to handle an influx and hopefully just to isolate enough people to make it so we kind of have an idea of who has the virus, who's been in contact. Um, Because I think, I'm curious on your take on this, because I have to imagine that moving forward, we will have to wrap up this these major quarantines of, of, of large sectors of the economy. We're going to have to wrap it up, I think, after maybe a three or four week period. Just because we cannot we cannot sustain three or four months of the entire U.S. economy being shut down, that'll be it'll be worse than the Great Depression if we do that. Um, I, I think from a jobless rate, from unemployment rates and everything, it could get that bad. Yeah. And if, you, if what if the report reportings of what they're saying, Mnuchin said to GOP senators is true, that number is frightening. I mean, that's the, that that twenty percent unemployment rate. Yeah, that's terrifying. Since the Great Depression. Right. At least, yeah, I think since the Great Depression, it would be the number of, both based on projections and what we're starting to see come out like last week and the week before, with unemployment claim and jobless claim numbers, um, are starting to see about the, the highest we've seen since the 70s or 80s. Yeah. So and if, I, I think I don't know that we could survive. I, I don't think we could survive a lot of economic downturn. But where, where, from an economic standpoint, where I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a twofold hit on us. Okay. One, I think. Or, now, how severe it's gonna be on both, I don't know, but it's gonna be kind of a double hit. I think could happen. One, you're going to see, because China shut down effectively for two to two and a half months. Yeah. Locked down everything. And they're, like, one of the largest, the largest manufacturing economy in the world. Yeah. I mean, almost every major corporation manufactures at least something there. Yeah, 90% of all U.S. consumed drugs are manufactured in China. Yeah. So, I, I think... You're going to see a hit, you're going to see a slowdown on what we can, maybe a slight slowdown towards middle or end of the year, like Q2, Q3 yeah. of, in the economy of stuff just not being able to get to um, as much product coming into the United States. Of course. And probably third quarter, fourth quarter, maybe somewhat second quarter, you're going to start to see us hit a little, if we extend this into July, August, as if Trump is to be believed that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Do you think, Andy, do you think we should consider uh, moving those supply chains out of China if this is something that's going to continue to happen on a regular basis? Because we're seeing major virus outbreaks come out of China, you know, every five to ten years at this point. When you look at, you know, coronavirus, H1N1, SARS, it it just seems like every so every, you know, every five years, every decade or so, you're going to see some major shutdown of the global economy if we if they continue to have these open wet markets and 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 continue to kind of focus more on the PR of their situation as opposed to actually trying to prevent the spread of the virus. Because China made some pretty egregious decisions early on that really made this worse for the whole world. I mean, we're we're gonna have to think about it, doing it, because I think 
just from I mean, just from that standpoint, if it's gonna happen in five to ten years, that this is just gonna happen. At least from a stock market perspective, just cause absolute fear over the numbers. I think you're just gonna have to. But um, from an economic standpoint, I, I think you're gonna see that happen. But you might also just see it happen where we. Uh, even irrespective of viruses and everything where we just have to uh, move out of it because it, it, it's be quickly becoming a country that is in and of itself just going to be the cost of doing business is just going to become greater since it's developing um, and I, you know and their economy is, even without these viruses is slowing down Right. Their GDP and everything is slowing down. So, signaling that maybe some of their economic production is not going to be in the near future or long term future will not be. It might look a lot more like what we in the U.S. and some of the Western world see, where we're more of a developed nation. Um, and so, eventually, you just. I think eventually you're naturally going to see it, anyways maybe move to somewhere else in say India or Southeast Asia or somewhere like that move it to there uh, move factors and everything to there uh, so, which will I'm sure pose their own challenges right but do you think my so my big my big focus right now is okay how much longer do we keep the economy shut down and what steps do we uh, take to make sure that we can reopen the economy right away? I don't think the U.S. economy can uh, really withstand a three to four month shutdown like Trump has po- suggested is possible. I think the ramifications of it shutting down the largest economy in the world for half, you know, almost half a year, I think it could cost. So I could be it could result in so much, the loss of so much worth and so much money and jobs and I, I just don't think we can do it I don't think it's feasible and I don't know how you can tell I don't know how you can tell a a, a, a husband a father a mother a, a, you know anyone I don't know how you can tell the people who have others counting on them that sorry for the next three four months you just can't go out and feed pay to feed your family. I mean, it's just not, it's just not feasible. People are going to say, screw this. I'm going out and I'm going back to work because I need to make money because I have kids to feed. So I think we need to wrap it up within the next, I think a three to four week period is the, is I think our best shot at curbing the spread of the virus while also not just irreversibly damaging the U S economy, or at least not damaging it for like a generation. Right. It, I think that's best case scenario. I agree. I, I I also I also think it's best case scenario. I'm just thinking that that's what we have to aim for. That's what we got to do because I just don't think. I mean, I'm not gonna stay in my home for you know 90 days straight. I'm not doing it. And I've been very strict about people. I've been telling people, hey, jackass, like don't go outside. Like don't go out in public spaces. But at the same time, like I'm not staying. And I and I think doing that for three four weeks is necessary and i think it's responsible and i think it's morally correct but i just don't think you past that extent past that point i'm just not i gotta you know people gotta go make money people gotta live their lives i just don't think it's gonna happen i don't think people will listen 
I think there's going to be three... I think there's three ways that this can go. Best case scenario, as we just said, three to four weeks, we basically curb it, get everything back to normal, and it survives. Yeah. We, we, the economy bounces back as quick as it can bounce back, realistically speaking. Yeah, of course. And it survives. Like a six-month period, like you said, I think would be a good goal. Yeah, and I, I, think, it, I think realistically... It's going to be six to eight weeks at most that if if everything goes as planned from here on out, six to eight weeks will curb it enough at least that we're not going to suffer too much economic damage while curbing the virus enough. I'm not a medical expert, so I'm not going to say that. Right. Neither neither am I. But I think as we saw like with what happened in China where they absolutely locked down everything for about an eight-week period, right. maybe ten-week period roughly, if we did that for that long and curbed everything down to bare necessities, basically anything healthcare-related and anything consumer staples-related related to anything having to be in a grocery store, right. I think you can curb it. Yeah, for sure. But and then we could, you know, sorry, go ahead. But I think that, that possibly, assuming best case scenario, even in a six to eight, maybe ten week period, assuming we don't see an absolute drastic spike in number of cases, even number of, at least number of critical cases that have to be hospitalized. Yeah. Um, Because we are seeing that there's kind of like four levels, like you have it, but it's not really too critical. You have it, but you might just need to at least consult a doctor. Mm-hmm. You have it, but you need to go to hospital for maybe a day or two for monitoring. You have it, but you're there for like a weeks on end, maybe, and then death, obviously, right? The worst case, but um, you know, like hopefully we can curb it enough so we don't get to way too many people having to go to the hospital and stay there for extended periods of time because that's what's going to damage the economy the most. Right. I think. Yeah, I agree. I'm hoping that like after that period that you're discussing or you know you're talking you're um you're mentioning here, I'm hoping that after that period we can have a a, a great at least a very solid idea of because we've been in isolation long enough, we have a good idea of who has symptoms, who likely has the virus, who has come into contact with those types of people who have who have uh, contracted the virus. And we can really, if, if everyone's abiding by those rules, we can really try to narrow that down. And then once we've narrowed that down, we can say, okay, everyone who has the virus or has been in contact with someone who has the virus, or if you're an at-risk individual, uh, like an elderly person or someone who is sick, you still remain isolated. And then everyone else is going to get back to living our lives. And I think that's the best strategy. There's no way. I don't think there's a perfect answer. I don't think there's a a cure-all. I don't think we're going to be able to walk away with this without having substantial deaths and substantial uh, uh, cases. But I think we also can't just say, well, we're going to ruin the economy for a generation because we also want to stop the spread of this. So I'm I'm thinking like I'm looking at like a four-week period because beyond that, um, people are going to have start to have trouble paying their bills and things like that and that twelve hundred dollar those checks from the government they're gonna help but they're not going to be enough it's not gonna be a long-term solution right exactly i I agree i agree with that analysis and i think 
um, something else with it too to be considered is that what we're already seeing is that like with the U.S. Canada Canadian border, mm-hmm. we saw every all travel except for essential travel, I, I, which I I think basically is just trade, and then I'm assuming any citizens that need to get back to their respective country, right, or anything related to like medical necessities. Yeah, yeah. needs to will be allowed, but other than that, you know, no vacation, no anything, right. But also. I know in like the last week, and the number has been spiking, spiking tremendously. Um, in the past week, what they've been trying to do, uh, Manuch, and I know Manuch, I think it's Manuchin, uh, Mitch McConnell, and Nancy Pelosi are all sitting there trying to get it drafted. I think it's mainly Manuchin and Pelosi are trying to draft something up that is going to. I saw it initially. It was going to be several hundred billion. Then it went to about one trillion. Then one point, like one and a quarter trillion. And the last figure I saw it was going to be about a two trillion dollar initial total economic problem. Influx yeah. of cash, influx of everything, um, and, which I think is a good start again. And it's a combination of like trying to get checks out to people, trying to help with like paid sick leave, other family um, type stuff like that. Also, giving finan- some form of financial aid to large corporations as well as smaller corporations um, to help. I know like the banks have started to help out doing stuff, um, like providing loans and things like that. Um, I don't know. trying to help with other economic, other means of economic aid to companies and also to um, more towards the consumer side. I forget the exact article it was. Um, I'll see if I can pull it up, but I know they were wanting to do some stuff. And I know both Democrats in Congress and then even Mnuchin and Trump himself said uh, Senate GOP measures that they were wanting to do recently and try and pass were basically nowhere near good enough. Right. Like, they do not set a good bar yeah. there. Which, I, I think if that gone past, would not look good in elections. But um, Yeah, well, hopefully they can provide aid packages that are going to at least help people survive for a couple months. Yeah, no, I, I, I think right now that's... I think right now... Because I saw United the other... I think last night I saw a headline come through that United basically said, "Get like give us billions of dollars, or we're gonna have to cut our expenses by sixty percent," which basically means we're gonna have to lay off a whole bunch of people, right? A large part of their workforce, which is going to be tough. Yeah, which is why we got to get a handle on the the virus, and um, I'm hoping the the, the self quarantining, the isolation, is going to help with that. Um, you know, I uh, right now it looks like the, my biggest concerns are, are that we are okay. We can only take this time off for, uh, you know, we can only take this. We can only basically shut down the economy for a limited amount of time. During that time, are we taking advantage of it, or are we just wasting it and having these economic sacrifices because for for for, for no reason? Um, I have to think that, or I have to hope that 
while we're doing this, while we're shutting everything down, we are we are we are ramping up our capacity to t to test, which it looks like we are. It looks like right now we're able, as of yesterday we're able to test fifty thousand people per day, which is a huge huge increase from early early numbers, um, where they the administration was really struggling early on to te to provide uh, testing ca capacity, which was which is help of of the private sector company Roche. It also seems like. Ford and GM and play, companies like that are working on uh, ramping up the production of ventilators so we have the, the proper medical supplies. It looks like Hanes, the, the clothing company, is working on uh, uh, producing masks. I just have to hope that we have enough masks, we have enough ICU beds, we have enough hospital space, and we have enough ventilators and, and, me and, and medicine in order to make sure that when we hit our plateau, when we hit our peak number of, of cases and our peak number of deaths, which I think could happen in the next couple weeks, that when we hit that peak, we are not over overwhelmed. And I do think the Trump administration had some pretty, uh, they had some pretty significant struggles early on in the response to this. But I have to, I, I do think with their partnership with some of these private sector companies, things are uh, going very well in the recent days, at least if what they're right, at least if what they're telling us is true, if we are producing enough masks, if we are producing enough ventilators, if we do have enough ICU beds with the federal government's partnership with these private sector companies, if that partnership is going to allow for us to be able to handle this uh, influx, to handle our peak number of cases and deaths uh, and, and sickness, then it looks like we're moving in that we're going to hit that we're in that direction, but it just depends on whether what the administration is telling us is true or not. So, well, in what, what, so I was just looking it up. It's going to be a two trillion dollar aid bailout. Yeah. Or basically to the economy. Um, and it's, it's according to what I can find based on available sources, it's going to be signed by Trump. If not tonight, maybe tomorrow, that aid package will be signed and sent out and do what needs to be done and enacted. Uh, you know, the Fed is doing what it can. It basically, the Federal Reserve, it basically slashed interest rates to zero, if not near zero percent. Yeah. And it's starting to buy back, like, a whole bunch of different um, different financial instruments that it can buy, buy back. For sure. To try and prop stuff up. Um, and I know, I'm sure you saw this, John. Uh, Trump, was it yesterday or... or Thursday that he signed that he enacted the uh, Stafford Act or whatever that is the uh, I believe that was Thursday the, yeah the Korean War and that that's an act from around Korean War time that basically allows the president to say basically we're in a war war time yeah yeah and it, I mean in this sense is a different kind of war, right of course in a sense to basically sit here and say listen we need as much production as much manufacturing as we can get to basically um, be diverted to making critical medical devices and supplies right. to help. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that there's been, and I, I, like, I know China has started to send some of the stuff that they can send. China. Like, like to Italy. I mm -hmm. think Jack Ma of Alibaba sent, has started sending some stuff to us too. Yeah. Within the last week, so which is good signs. Yeah, we have we have Israel sending us some stuff. We have some private sector companies sending us yeah. some masks and some malaria drugs that might be helpful at at uh, you know yeah. dealing with the symptoms of well, coronavirus. Well, the the malaria drug, what I've seen, and there's actually something just popped up too that Nigeria trying the chloroquine yeah. drug. It's, they're actually 
basically you can only give max like either total dosage or, or like per dose you can only give like two grams of it mm. per um before you start to see poisonings and nigeria was actually just starting to report their first poisonings from that gotcha so yeah we'll see i mean we'll see if they can get because i know it's like that by itself and then some other like that in combination with maybe some other drugs could right possibly because it's not if yeah they're not cure it at least Right, because they're not FDA approved, but there were a lot of people who, if it's, you know, the risk of dying from the coronavirus or trying to use that experimental uh, chloroquine drug, uh, then they're probably going to go with the experimental drug. I just have to, I hope that the administration is doing everything they can and and ramping things up as far as production is concerned. It sounds like they are. Um, I have to hope that also while we're ramping up that production and preparing our medical professionals, that we don't, we don't sustain um, significant economic losses because of uh, keep you know remaining in a shutdown for too long of a period. So uh, Andy, I really appreciate having you on. I wanna I wanna wrap the show up here by seeing if you have any final thoughts on uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic and what people are doing, or if there's something that you would like to talk about quickly that's just you know not at all related to coronavirus. I've actually I've actually spent some time over the last week just scanning the news for non-coronavirus related stories, and it's really difficult to find anything. <laughs> Listen to what the authorities are saying. Mm. You know, follow all advice. Like, you know, like, follow it all. Self-isolate. If you feel at all like you could have the symptoms, now do the research first. See what the symptoms are and everything. Visit, like, your local, either visit federal sites for it or look at, um, look at, um, you know, your own state sites. Figure out, like, what to do. Contact your primary care physician if you think you might be experiencing systems or symptoms in order to get another um, get another informed opinion and professional opinion. And you know if they say it, go in and get tested. Just do it now because it could cost you a lot down the road if you don't. Definitely. Um, and stay safe out there. And uh, one thing. I will just say, just popped up, uh, Bolivia actually is just delaying their May elections. Wow. Due to a, um, they're entering a total quarantine right now. Damn. So they're delaying their elections. Another country, another country who has joined the, the, the list of full lockdowns. All right, man. Well, I think that's all some great advice and I, I, you know, really enjoy your opinion. And of course I enjoy catching up with you and hanging out. And um, definitely. So I would just say real quickly, everyone, make sure you are staying in. You are, like Andy said, following and abiding by the recommendations of the authorities and those in charge, the scientists. They know what they're doing in a lot of cases. Uh, we need to lock this down severely for, you know, three, four, five, six week period and then and then isolate the people who are sick or been exposed and then ramp up production and everything as quickly as possible. So make smart decisions in the in the short term. Yeah. I know it's hard you to delay instant gratification, but do so and we can wrap this up a lot quicker. We can get back to normal life, which would be freaking amazing. Yeah. Hopefully we don't have to extend this into a 
summer breaks and everything. Yeah, we really don't want to have to deal with this into the summer. All right, guys, uh, thank you so much uh, for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Andy, for being on the show. Uh, go over to Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play to subscribe, leave a review, and listen to every episode of The John Prophet Show. We've heard up with Ways and Coffee with their kernel. Again, we really do appreciate your guys' support. Make sure you're making smart decisions. You're keeping yourself physically and mentally healthy. Both are important. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know, stay, stay safe in there, guys, because you should be inside, not outside. All right, guys, thanks again for listening to the show. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and don't worry, America. I'll be here for you tomorrow.